Hi everybody. So, uh, what were you doing four days ago? We're recording this at uh, one o'clock on Friday afternoon. So, uh, put yourself at one o'clock Friday afternoon and go back four days. So that takes you back to Monday at what at one p.m. What were you doing four days ago? I mean, maybe you were eating a late lunch. Maybe you were on a Zoom session. Maybe you were doing some wash. Maybe you were staring out the same window you're staring out right now. Don't know. Uh, if it was a normal day, it recedes into our memory pretty quickly. But if it was not a normal day, I'm guessing you'd remember it. If, if you were interviewing for your dream job, I'm pretty sure you'd remember every question and how you answered it. If you were falling in love at 1 p.m. on Monday afternoon, I'm pretty sure you remember every muscle twitch you had. If you were... Um, I don't know, giving birth? Wait, I don't know what that would be like, but I'm pretty sure you'd remember it if you were with someone as they were dying. You'd remember it as if it was almost there every second of the way. What were you doing four days ago? What were you doing on January 1st, 2020, the start of this year? Is anything different back then? <laughs> what a question, right? I, I, I mean, I, I, you know, Wuhan's a city of 10 million people. I don't think I had ever heard of it until 2020. Um, in, in February, our Mission of Healing trip still went to El Salvador. In March, we were still doing Lenten services here on Wednesday nights, and then everything changed. It's been a hard, hard year for our world. I suppose our world for sure has had harder years, but that doesn't diminish the, the isolation and, and the suffering and the losses of so, so, so many many people this year. Uh, it's been a hard year. And I, I think as a result, there are a few years uh, where we are more in need of grace towards ourselves because everybody that I know, myself included, has been impatient sometimes this year or judgmental sometimes this year or hurtful in some way this year. It's just been hard. But that means you've also been on the receiving end of that. And so just as we just as we need to apply a little grace to ourselves for our lack of perfection in a difficult year, we, we should grant double that grace to the people around us who also have not been perfect in a difficult year. What were you doing four days ago? What were you doing at the start of this year? Four days is significant to today's gospel lesson because that's probably how long it would have taken Mary to walk from Nazareth to the hill country of Judea where she went to visit uh, her relative Elizabeth. They both were suddenly aware of highly unexpected pregnancies that they were a part of and Mary journeys to Elizabeth and when she arrives, the scene focuses entirely on Elizabeth's reaction and we're told that the baby within her leaps. And, and then Luke does this amazing job of conveying kind of her awe and wonder and excitement and these sentences pour out from her that aren't really even connected to each other. And then at the end of that, she kind of pauses and recollects on that, on that baby's kick within her and she says that the child leapt for joy in my womb when you walked into the room. What did, what did Mary think about for four days as she was traveling from her home to visit Elizabeth? Was it a time of anticipation and wonder and awe or of fear or, or doubt? Or was it all together? And was it all suddenly different when Elizabeth met her with such amazing energy? Luke's gospel 
if you've been listening for you know the last 24 years at least that I've been around here is this journey this gospel filled with journeys as is the book of Acts the history of the early church that Luke writes uh, actually over 80% of the chapters the 52 chapters involve some sort of journey and in Luke's gospel itself the, the percentage is even higher 88% of the stories are either about people on journeys or Jesus telling stories about people on journeys and in, in fact only when people stand still are they in in grave spiritual danger. Luke chapter 12 has the story of of the rich farmer who decides he's just going to stop and he's going to eat, drink, and be merry and enjoy it all. And, and, And the God figure in the story says, your soul's required of you this night, you fool. And there's no greater insult in in scripture than to call somebody a fool. The guy's a fool because he gets off of the journey, which means you're, you're spiritually dead. You have no further chance of encountering the divine or or, uh, welcoming the stranger or showing love to a neighbor if you yourself are are no longer part of the journey. What What were you doing four days ago or at the start of this year? The thing about the journey is is it is always filled with surprises and and, and sometimes those are humbling, uh, even as they are amazing, great, good news. So uh, a couple weeks ago, somebody stopped in here for, for help. People do that. We always help somebody a, a little bit, but oftentimes the stories are sketchy and don't check out or they can't be checked out. In, in this case, however, Kind of interestingly, the story could be checked out, and it, and it did check out. And so we helped, but in kind of a small way. Uh, and, and, and the person in question then left, and I went about doing what I was doing until I walked back up to the sanctuary, and, and actually uh, she, she hadn't left. She was in the vestibule at the sanctuary uh, at the Cross of Life campus. And a lot of you know, we, we set up kind of a memorial for Joanne Tom there. And, and so this person was just looking at that memorial, and I walked up to her, and, and she said, so who was this? And, and I told her who Joanne was and that she had died. And she was so empathic, and despite... The, the, the challenges in her life that forced her to kind of have to beg for help. Here she is standing in this space, um, aware of, of what this loss represented to us as, as a community of faith. And, and she, was, she was there for us. What were you doing four days ago? Sometimes we're just surprised in life and, and we're taken aback and we're reminded of how much is yet to be learned and shared and received, how much grace we need, how good it is to offer it to each other. Maybe a, a part of the metaphor you can, can think of for life is that, that we're all kind of like these buoys in the ocean. We're anchored to something, but on the surface, it can be tumultuous and wavy, or it can be bestilled and you're going nowhere, it seems, or the sun is blazing on you. 
How old are you? Uh, the answer in my case is, I'm 62. I, I do try and every once in a while remember that that's not the correct answer, though, at some level, at least not as a person of faith. As a person of faith, the correct answer is, I'm 3,562 years old. We can date our Judeo-Christian tradition at least back that far, 3,500 years. That means that when we're thinking of ourselves as that buoy of faith, we're anchored to 3,500 years of sacrifice and service and humility and reconciliation and love and goodness really beyond measure. And we're also anchored to uh, hurtfulness and sin and mistakes and hypocrisies of, of such hurtful and amazing nature. And every once in a while, I think we wish we could cut ourselves away from what we are moored to so that we could somehow blaze our own path. But in the life of faith, you're anchored. I'm anchored. We have a common anchor, actually. It's it's a past to live into and forward with, where we are able to add to the grace and the love and the mercy of those who have come before us, and where it is on us, and rightly so, and we should eagerly take up the mantle of, of cleaning up the messes that we have inherited from 3,500 years of mistakes, or from the start of 2020, or just from four days ago. Did he make any messes in that time? By ourselves, we just float away on the waves. A journey with no purpose. Anchored to something, there's purpose everywhere. Joys to celebrate. Sins to repent from. Uh, messes to clean up the next page on the calendar to turn. It's Advent, people of God. It's a season of anticipation and waiting, and not just here in the Northern Hemisphere, it's also a season where we should be aware of darkness within us and around us, because it's real, and it's probably not going anywhere anytime soon. I would imagine that Mary, in that four-day journey, passed through night once or twice, right? But at the end of the journey is the unexpectedly awesome greeting of some Elizabeth, and a little kick in her womb that reminds her of the nativity within her and upon arrival in her life. I don't know. but. But I myself just want to think that there's a little bit of Mary or Elizabeth in me and in you, or a little bit of the shepherds in the field, tired and waiting, a little bit of the, of the magi within us, skeptical and yet bearing gifts. That's what we do in Advent, people of God. And we turn the page on the calendar, and we get to Christmas, and there is a birth. New life, hope, grace, 